Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. So one of the things the glory is going to do is that it's going to get rid of those people. God's judgment, like Ananias and Sapphira, is going to get rid of them. When that happens, look at the result. Verse 12. Verse 12 cannot happen until verse 11 is fulfilled. Until you get rid of the strange children, and it is the glory that's going to get rid of the strange children. You see, it was the glory that dealt with Pharaoh. Hello? I will not let the people go, but he let them go. When the glory and the power of God showed up, he said, now I know that your God, he said, go, 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 serve your God. He said, take gold, take silver, take everything. We are going to free nations from political Pharaohs, economic Pharaohs, Religious pharaohs. They are religious pharaohs. We're going to break them by the power of the Holy Spirit and free the people of God. Hallelujah. Now watch this. Everybody say, days of heaven on earth. Huh? This is unbelievable. But it's there. It's written black and white. When this thing is done, he said, that... Our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth. Ha! That our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace. That our garners may be full, affording all manner of store. That our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets. That our oxen may be strong to labor. That there be no breaking in, nor going out. That there be no complaining in our streets. There is no nation in the world that has this today. None. Not America, not Norway, not Sweden. You know, they have some good social government, but they don't have this. There's complaining in the streets. Their sons and daughters are not growing up properly. In fact, many of them are growing up in perversion. The educational system is perverted. Are you listening to me? This is prophetic. It is going to be brought about by the church enforcing the kingdom of God in that sphere of influence. This is right in front of us. Right. Everybody say days of heaven on earth. See, this condition we have just read in Psalm 144 is as if the millennial reign has come to the earth. Can you imagine a nation or a region where all the young men are brought up properly. All the young girls are brought up properly. All, there is no lack of food. No lack of industries. In those days, they had an agricultural economy. Today, we have an industrial and technological economy. He says, our oxen, our factories will be strong to labor. He said, there will be so much abundance that there will be no complaining in our streets. Ah, if you can believe it, say Amen. If you can't believe it, say, Lord, help my unbelief. 
I know it's difficult. That's why it's being preached. That's why I'm blowing this trumpet. Now, when will this thing happen? Look at Hosea chapter 6. We're going to look at Hosea 6, 2 and 3. And then we'll look at Joel. This is a prophetic landmark message. See, over the years, God has given me, by his grace, I yet not have, by the grace of God, which is me. He's given me, you know, um, snippets of revelation. I've preached some of these things over the last 30 years, you know. But in these recent times, it's as if the whole picture came together. It's like having pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. So I got this one, I know. I preached it. I got this one, I preached it. I got this one. It's as if the whole thing, I now see ah! the complete picture. Hosea chapter 6, verse 2. Very quickly. Who's still on my side? After two days, will he revive us? And in the third day, he will raise us up and we shall live in his sight. God opened up the scripture to me. You know, I preached it when I wrote my book, Times and Seasons, in 1989, 1990. I first preached this, you know, 1989, 1990. Times and Seasons. And you know, I, at that time, I thought, okay, you know, after two days, he will re and the revival, I just interpreted it as a revival. But that's not what he's talking about. I'll tell you what it is. A more precise, what I said was not wrong. It was just that it was not as clear, you know. Was hot ha and it has actually happened. After two days, talking about the two millennial days from the birth of Christ, which was 1995, 1996, he will revive us. Revive there is the same revive you see in Psalm 119, give life. That was when we got the revelation of, of, of cleansing perfection, the life of God, not only in the spirit, soul, and body. That's what happened. We did get it. He did revive us. Then he said, and in the third day, he will raise up. That's different. That raise up is not rapture. When I looked at it 30 years ago, I thought it was rapture. It's not rapture. The third day, the raising up there is this glory raising us up. Say, arise and shine, for thy light is come on the glory of God. The, the, the mountain of, I've given you the two scriptures, Isaiah 2. The mountain shall be exalted. He's going to cause the church to rise. That's what he's talking about. And I prove it. Next statement says, and we will live in his sight. That's not going to heaven to go, you know. He's talking about living in the manifest presence of God's glory. Scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He says that, and we have this treasure in earthen vessels. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give, watch this, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. We're going to live in his sight. That is in the face of Jesus Christ. In other words, we're going to be living in the same glory that Jesus had when he was on earth. Now we're about rapture. To further corroborate it, verse 3. Then, then when, then when, after we have been revived, after we have been raised up, then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. If it's rapture, once you get to heaven, you will know. 
I'm not talking about righteousness. We're still on earth. I will say days of heaven and earth. We're still on earth. Then shall we know if we follow unto know the Lord, he's going forth, is prepared unto us as the morning, and he shall come to us as the rain. We don't need the rain in heaven. This is earth. We're still here. But we've been revived. We've gotten the life of God, spirit, soul, and body. We have been raised up by the glory. And those that follow us and follow the example, they will come to know the same thing. And they will not experience the latter and the former rain. That's the correct sequence. It's clear to me now. That's the correct sequence. He says, he, he will come unto us as the rain, as the former rain. He's talking about spirit without measure. The former rain, which was the uh, power of the Acts of the Apostles. Then the latter rain, the power of this end time. Together. Fulfilling what Jesus said when he said that, you know, the works that I do shall you do and greater works. Look at Joel chapter 2 as I round up. Joel 2. Am I helping anybody here? I don't know about you, but I'm fired up. And it doesn't matter what you're facing now. It will look inconsequential compared to the glory of God that is coming. I just got a scripture. He said, for the sufferings of this present. The distractions, the attacks of the enemy of this present are not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed in us. So don't take your eye off the ball. Take, keep your eye on the target of the glory. Whatever, whatever challenges you're facing now, as that glory comes, it knock it out of the way. It can't be compared. It can't be compared. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody. Verse, Joel chapter 2 verse 23 is the continuation of Hosea 6 to 3. Hosea 6 to says, after we've been raised up by the glory, then those who follow, it's not everybody, but those who follow like the Peter, James, and John followed Jesus, like the 70 followed Jesus, so they were partakers of the glory. Say, then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. And when we do that, he will come to us. We will partake of the spirit without measure, of the rain and the latter rain. Now, in Joel chapter 2, he now expands it. You see, this revelation thing is like a piece of a jigsaw puzzle. I knew all these scriptures before, but I didn't see them in this complete picture that I'm giving you now. So, the, Joel chapter 2 now is an expansion of Hosea 6.3. Be glad then. Then when? When we've been revived. When we've been raised up. When the glory of God has come. When the latter rain and the former rain have come. Be glad then, ye children of Zion. Notice this is specific to the church. This is not all flesh. There is going to come a glory to the church first. Be glad then, ye children of Zion. Very particular. He uses Zion. He doesn't even use, you know, Israel. He doesn't use Jerusalem. Zion, which speaks of the perfect church. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty hath God shined. It is to us he's speaking first. It's going to extend to others later. Be ye glad then, ye children of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God. Why? For he hath. He's not going to. He has. 
See, this has this is the continuation of Hosea 6, 2 and 3. These people have followed on and they have now been particular. So he has given you the former and the latter rain moderately. We got that in it. Then he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former and the latter rain in the first month. If you look at the original Hebrew, in the first month is in italics. As at the first. It means the same way he did it in the Lord Jesus Christ, he's going to do it now. Next verse. Oh, hallelujah. Next verse. And the consequence of this latter and former rain is a mighty harvest. And the floors shall be full of wheat. I didn't hear you. And the fats shall overflow with wine and oil. Revelation and anointing. In abundance. I've said it many times. It's a prophetic word. I'm going to keep saying it. The hour is coming and now is. We're healing the sick like cancer and internal incurable disease will be as common as tongues is now. As common. It won't be a big deal. Children will do it. 12-year-olds, 14-year-olds will pray for people. They'll get heals like that. You know, you won't need to come to church. Just look for some that Zion Christian around your neighborhood. Let them pray for you. That's it. Raising the dead like Jairus' daughter, the son of the widow of Nain, and later on Lazarus, will be as common as groaning is now. You know, as common as tongues is now, not everybody prays in tongues. And not everybody prays in tongues consistently. As common as, as many of us pray with groanings now, but even with that, it's not, it's not that, that's how it's going to be. Raising, healing the sick will be like that. Raising the dead will be like that. And I will restore to you, verse 25, I didn't hear you. The years... The locust has eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, my great army, everything that we lost in the years by. Ah, turn to your neighbor and say, your greatest days are ahead of you. God is going to restore them. Dreams that you thought would never come to pass will be revived. Hallelujah. The years, the years that the canker worm has eaten, this glory this manifestation of the power of God will cause you with the ability of the mind of Christ, the power of God, you'll be able to recoup. Restore the years that the canker worm has eaten. Uh, turn to your neighbor and say, don't die here too. Your greatest days are ahead of you. Especially for those of us who are, you know, who came, you know, into the kingdom when we were in our 20s, you know, sat at the feet of Moses, people like Kenneth Hagan, you know, that generation, some of them have died. And God said, now Joshua arise and go into the land and go and divide it to the people. It, you know, so if you're in your 60s, 70s, 80s, don't die. You. Your greatest days are in front of you. And things you did not do in your yesteryears that you had in your heart that you wanted to do for God and that you knew God wanted you to do, but the time hasn't been there. There was been so many distractions and everything. God will restore the years. Oh, what a hope. Hallelujah. 
the canker worm, the caterpillar worm, and the palmer worm, my great army which I send among you. And you shall eat in plenty. Oh, I didn't hear you. And be satisfied. That reminds me of that scripture. It says he will see the travail of his soul and will be satisfied. You will look at your life, your spiritual life, your financial life, your family life, your business life, your academic life, and you will be satisfied. Ah! Glory to God. Hallelujah. You, you will be satisfied. You will eat in plenty and you will be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that has done wondrously for you. And my people shall never be ashamed. If you read some of the other translations, it says again. Never again. The Amplified, that's what it says. It says, and the New International Version. Yeah. He says, never again will my people be ashamed. Amplified says, my people will never be ashamed again. It means they were ashamed before. We tried to pray for the dead. They didn't rise. We prayed for the sick. They weren't healed. And people were asking, where is your God? He said, but never again. Everybody say, never again. Never again. Never again. Never again. Will my people be ashamed? And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel or the church, that I am the Lord your God, and there is none else. And my people, he repeats it twice, shall never again be ashamed. Stand to your feet. This is the prophetic word of the hour. Everybody say, days of heaven on earth. It's right in front of us. People were going around 40 years. Jesus said, turn you northward. Okay. Why are ye slack? Go up and take the mountain. It's in front of us. Dearly beloved, these are the greatest days the earth will ever see. And you and I are privileged. Ah, I got another word for you. You have a word? Okay. I'll, I'll, you know, the, the, you and I are privileged. You, you have been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are not an accident of birth. Why were you born at this time? Why were you born in Nigeria at this time? Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. And he ordained you to be a partaker of the end time glory from the nation beyond the rivers of Ethiopia that the rivers divide. You have been brought, you were born. When your mother saw your father, when, before you were born, you were in their loins. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that Judah, you know, uh, and they, they, were, they paid tithes because they were still in Abraham's loins. This was hundreds of years before they were born. You were in your parents' loins. And God saw ahead of time, this time, 2023. 2024, 2020, this end time. 
and said, yes, I'm going to use the seed of this man and the egg of that woman to form my son and my daughter. Before you were formed in your mother, say, I knew you. And I ordained you to be a partaker of this end time glory. Live for your destiny. Mommy. When, we woke up, when I woke up this morning, I woke up with the song. Now I know why. That song is so rare. Even Sister Bidemi does not know the song. It's an old-timer song that me, myself, I was wondering in my spirit, where did this song come from? And I was asking my prayer people, do you know this song? And a few were there, well, we know we don't know it. Is John Boyan, a pilgrim song. And this is what he says. Whatever is happening to you, never be discouraged. We are meant to be pilgrims. And we are definitely getting to that home. Because the home is here right now. Pastor Andrew, over to you. Disaster. Thank you, darling. Let him constancy follow the master. Oh, what a world. There's no discouragement. Shall make him what's relent. His thoughts about intent to be one more time. He who will valiant be all disaster. Let him in constancy. Let him in constancy follow the master. There is no discouragement. There is no discouragement. Oh, live. 
unto God. Have you vowed to be a pilgrim? Say, I labor night and day. Said you bring discouraging stories, you are wasting your time. He said, He strengthens the moist. What a word. And God is defending us. Yes, we are under attack. The devil comes. But God defends us by his spirit. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit will raise a standard against him. And at the end, we are going to inherit life. In our spirit, soul, and body. Then fancies, these things that are important to you, they, they will flee away. Where they will be of no significance. The sufferings of this present time will not be worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed. I will fear not what men say. I will labor night and day to be a pilgrim. Ah, honey, thank you. You know what? We lose a lot when we forget these old hymns. None, it was the Holy Ghost. And you didn't know, mommy didn't know what I was going to preach. You know, it, it, we lose this song. We used to sing it when I was in CMS. During confirmation. And she was in St. Anne's. We used to say, you know, these are things that, you know, this younger generation know nothing. You mind they don't know this. How can you not know this hymn? Raise that hand. Let's pray. And close. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.